The Ash, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. This man is the perfect <sighs> man to talk to. The on, final countdown. Yeah, as uh, we count down, what are we, two sleeps away? Probably one for me, because I'm heading to... <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne for the AFL Grand Final, well, so I'll probably go straight through. You'll be coming in hot yeah. of, of a short run-up. But, uh, yeah, Darren Lockyer, the great man himself. Uh, you can watch the NRL Grand Final exclusive live yes. and free on Channel 9 yes. and 9 now. 16 hours of coverage wow. from a core stadium on Sunday. Wow. How are you, Lockie? I'm good, team. Mate, how, how do you feel this time around? You know, uh, you know you, you're still involved with the Broncos. You've been a part of the club for... It seems so Forever. long, and you've watched the rebuild as quick as it's been. Did you expect, in all of your, in all honesty, that you'd be uh, at Grand Final Day just, you know, three years on from, you know, what we won't mention? <laughs> yeah, uh, look, it's been a really quick turnaround, and credit to, to Kevy and his coaching staff, and, and Dave Donahue, and he's done a great job. Simon Scanlon is in the recruitment; he's leading that. So there's there's a lot of people in the building that. Deserve credit, but again, um, no more than than um, than Kevy. He's uh, done a, a, a great job, and look, I thought this year, you know, given how we faded badly last year, I thought top four was a was a was a chance. Um, did I think being equal, uh, I guess, with Penrith at the top of the ladder and playing in a grand final and, and playing as well as we are was achievable? Um, I thought that was a, a long shot, but we're here now and. I've got to say, the last couple of months, um, they've looked, uh, you know, as good as they have for a long time, and, and I think they're in with a real, real chance Sunday night. Lockie, just when we're talking about Kevy, um, and I know the it ain't over yet. We've got another week to go, but regardless, just the the the, the story of of that this year and over the last, I guess, let's look at the last two or three years. I'll, I'll be fascinated once this is all done and dusted for the year to, that someone sits down as a chat and we hear about. Kevy and his journey through this because there must have been times realistically like you know going back two years now where he must have thought about either throwing it in or the fact that he might get sacked or you know various and like like mentally for him that would have been an incredibly stressful time like self-doubts whether he's got what it takes to 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 build this team to the position they're in now like that story alone is something that I can't wait to hear yeah you know it's you know, it's, it's, a, it's a credit to him because it, it's not like he had a five-year contract. He was sort of, you know, you know the contracts were only short-term. So, he, you know, pressure was there. He had to perform. And, you know, he, he's obviously, you know, he's been a winner as a player. And, you know, as a coach, he's, you know, in the NRL as a head coach, he was unproven to, to some degree. So he's had to come in. And, you know, when he came to the club, obviously there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of... Naysayers. Uh, yeah, but there was also a lot of instability at the club. You know? oh, there was a lot yeah. of churn. Is there a lot of churn with, yeah. There was a lot of churn with players. There was a lot of churn with staff. So he he came in, he stabilised the place. And you know, the one thing that Kevy does really well is he, he can bring a group of people together, believe in what their their common goal is, and and you know you can see it when they sing the team song. They're just they're so happy to be in the environment they're in. And yeah, you know, Kevy's created that. And yeah, you know, when you're winning, it obviously makes a big difference to. to to bring happiness to your workplace, and and it's been infectious across not just the players but the staff and you know, the staff that went through the, the tough times too. It's, I'm really happy for them. You know, they're all going down to a grand final with yeah. a, a real chance at premiership. How do you? Um, I was just thinking, listen to your talk. How do you juggle your your, your different roles? Because you're part of the the Broncos club. Are eh? you? You mm. help choose the staff 
I'm not sure if you go down to the players level, but is it really difficult being an ex-player? Like I know I was an ex-swimmer. It's hard to, for me to, and even commentating, it's hard for me to be critical of, you know, p- current players or, or current teams and things. Is it difficult for you to give your honest opinion when you know you might be offending personal friends? Oh no! Look, I think you you, you, work, you find a way to be, uh, you know, to sort of, you know, do I guess do both roles really. Like when you're there with Channel Nine, you just commentate on what you see and yep. and look. If you go, if you're going to be critical about players, you probably you know you tend to want to do that in private. But I, I'm I'm pretty, uh, you know, I watch the game and I you know I just commentate on what I see and I'm not someone who's overly critical on individuals. I think um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a director at the Broncos. So I don't, I don't sort of have any say in in uh, who the club employs. That's okay. up to the CEO. Um, I sit on the recruitment committee, but look, you know, like that's that's um, as I said, Simon Scanlon runs that, and he does a wonderful job. So uh, I have a role there, but um, I can pretty much walk in there, do what I need to do for the club, uh, and then walk out. And then if I'm you know wearing my Channel Nine hat on Sunday, which I will, but obviously the Broncos board member as well. I'll, uh, I'll be quietly cheering the, the boys on, but uh, you, you won't be hearing that across the microphone. Lockie, let's put this uh, brilliant football mind of yours to use for a second and talk about the actual game it's, itself. Uh, it doesn't get any closer, I reckon. Uh, both of these teams finished top of the table, both on 42 competition points. Both had 18 wins from 24 starts this year and then even if you take we've played them twice we've won one they've won one the one they won for what it's worth we they we didn't have adam reynolds so this is the decider as well and even if you take our finals form in our two victories we've racked up a combined score of 68 12 in their two victories they've wrapped racked up a combined score of 70 points to 10 it shows how evenly matched these two sides are on paper what will the difference be what do the broncos need to do to be able to win on sunday well the broncos you know for you know, for a little while now when they've sort of found their form um they've been scoring points regularly so they're coming up against i'm pretty sure they're the best defensive team in the competition statistically penner so what, what they need to understand is that it's going to take time to break Penrith down. So don't get frustrated if you're not, if the scoreboard's not ticking over. You're going to have to earn the right to score points. And that's going to take a little bit longer than what it's taken against the other teams, you know, like Melbourne and, and the Warriors. So, you know, there's a lot of origin players in the Penrith team that just know how to hang in there for long periods of time. So don't get frustrated. Be patient. Get to your kick and just work, work them over and wait for the opportunities. I think the, 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 forward, the forward battle is... is, is you know, um, it's it's going to be epic. You got yep. Fisher Harris. You know, he brings the aggression for Penrith, and I think you know Flegler and Carrigan will bring that for, for the Broncos. And then you've got the likes of you know Paddy Carrigan with his ball playing, you know, skills that along with Isaiah Yo know, brings another dimension to both games. Then you've got the two halfbacks, the, the best two game managers in the game, Cleary and Adam Reynolds. Great kicking game. Um, you know, getting pressure on. You know, on, on Nathan Cleary to, to mitigate his kicking game is going to be critical for the Broncos. And then you look at, you know, the, the, the back line to both teams, both fast, mobile, big, powerful. For mine, the, the, the X factor for us, which is we've, we've seen it in the last few weeks, is the speed of Reese Walsh. Yep. So, but we've got, to, we've got to, like I said, we've got to wait for our opportunities to give them that time and space to create space and, and overlap. So, um, for mine, the difference... If it's going to be, it'll be Reese. 
Right, brother. Thanks, Lockie. Thanks, bro. Go the Bronx. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. The Ash, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast.